This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. I am Janice Leibovitz and you are my people of the book. My guest today is Casey Shevel, probably better known to those of you on social media as Casey Garbashevel and becoming even more better known as Mom of Boys. Casey, welcome to the show. Hello, Jan. Thank you for having me. It is such a pleasure. And I have to just say, congratulations on your soon to be released and launched book, Mom of Boys. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a very exciting time. And how does it feel to be I mean, a published author, soon to be published author? How are you feeling? Well, as a, yeah, on Friday, I'll be a published author. <laughs> For now, I'm just still waiting. But it feels pretty wonderful and it feels pretty terrifying all at once. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I feel almost like electric in a way that there's this like amazing energy of something big that's about to happen. And it's so, so exciting. And at the same time, yeah, really, really scary. So thank God. So you are about to launch your book and it is called Mom of Boys. Tell us a bit about how this book came about because I mean you're not an author by by nature I mean did you always have it at the back of your mind that you wanted to write a book I mean I have to say this I mean although the title is mom of boys you do have four boys and this is not only a book for mothers who have sons this is a book for everyone (laughs) this book is not just for moms actually it's not just for um certainly not just for moms of boys. I do think it's a book for women, although I do know that I've got quite a, a, um, what should I say, a backdoor male following. I know like some husbands, you know, (laughs) make comments to me. I know they follow me on social media, but they always say they're too scum to make a comment. But I think it's just very relatable. It's a book for, for everyone, but I do think specifically for women, for all women, for mothers, daughters, sisters, friends, for your nail technician. Um, <laughs> this book is really just a book for women, a book celebrating women. I actually think it's probably, it might actually be a quite an important book for the guys to read. <laughs> probably. <laughs> just to have a little bit of an insight into our world and a little bit of an insight into our struggles and into our thoughts. Yeah, for those of them that are interested, I suppose. Some really and, are. And there are some <laughs> amazing recipes here that might be very easy for them to follow as well. So, oh, sure. so, so when I when I thought about writing a book, I've always wanted to write a book. Um, I wear quite a few hats in my day to day life. Mama Voice is just one of them. I am a mom of four very wild, mad, gorgeous, naughty, naughty boys. Spirited, but, spirited, um, she said. Spirited, spirited young lads, as I call them. They are like a pack of wolves. I won't lie sometimes. <laughs> so that is just one of the things that I do. I'm also a matchmaker. I'm a dating coach. Um, I'm passionate about um, trying to help people find their soulmates. So when I said that I wanted to write a book, I always thought, well, do I want to write like a book about parenting and just some funny stuff? Do I want to write a book about possibly finding love and how to go about that? I also love the kitchen. I'm a total foodie love food actually more than I love the kitchen and I thought you know do I want to write a book about that and when I was chatting to my husband saying I really want to do a book and what should I do because these are all my areas of interest and he said to me well why can't it just be about all of those things and I thought Jesus like you're a genius (laughs) y'all 
not just did you marry me, but you actually <laughs> have a good idea. So I actually thought, yeah, why can't it be about everything? Just about like the musings of my crazy mind. So I sort of have put all of these ideas together. There's a bit about love and relationships. There's a bit about parenting. There's just a bit about some inspirational stuff, some deep stuff, some very, some actually very personal stuff that I've put in there. And there in between, there, just, yeah, there is part memoir going on there as well. A little bit, a little bit. I didn't mean it to be. I must tell you when you say, when you start saying those words to people, and I mean, I suppose I've been saying it for the last year and a half, but when you start saying that, um, yeah, I've, I'm writing a book, it's like, oh my God, I just can just. I want to roll my eyes myself like never mind I don't I don't feel I'm sorry if you roll yours I get it it's like so cringy to have to say and especially and they're like oh what's that about (laughs) so I didn't mean to actually write but obviously Mm -hmm. stories will come in about myself and things that are just very personal to me and then I've put in recipes and kitchen hacks um that are really for all women that anybody can do how to sort of make yourself look like a domestic goddess but you've used a cake box because who's got time to measure flour I don't know in baking powder I just keep 20 cake boxes in my cupboard at any time and I can pull them out and make turn them into actually anything that is awesome you are listening to people of the book I'm Janice Leibovitz and I'm talking to Casey Shevel today I love it when you this is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. So you're listening to People of the Book, and my guest today is Casey Shevel. We are talking about her about-to-be-launched book, Mom of Boys. Casey, I think the first thing that came to mind when I started reading this book was, when did you actually find the time to write this book? <laughs> Your life is hectic. Yeah, life is pretty hectic. I think life is hectic for everybody. That's the truth. And I realized that Anessa actually set aside a time to write every day that it wouldn't happen. In fact, my friend, I chatted to a friend of mine who said to me, I'm telling you now, she said, you want to write this book and that's great, but you actually need to sit down every day and treat this like a job and write for two to three hours a day. And I don't know if she realized it, but that was actually a turning point for me when she said that. And I thought, okay, I'm going to actually do it. You're right. Otherwise I can write this book for the next 30 years. And um, so what I would do is I would drop my kids at school, uh, go to gym for my hour of me time. And then literally I went and sat at a coffee shop every single day. And for two to three hours, I would sit and write. And I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And I wrote until the book was actually finished. And to be honest, I thought, how am I going to write this book? And how am I going to get all these chapters and whatever? And in a lot of ways, thank God for these children that I have, because in a lot of ways, this book just wrote itself. They give me so much content every day that I don't even have to try, I swear, with their antics. And the quotes that get get thrown in, I mean, the quotes are just fantastic. I absolutely oh, love them. You. And I think that just adds some spice to it. I mean, no one, I mean, if you don't laugh at those quotes and if you don't smile and if you don't have a bit of a giggle, then I just think you have no soul. But in your intro to this book, you say you want women to feel less alone and isolated. Yes. And I think that's that you're coming from a space where I think we all feel like that at some at some stage. I mean, there's a lot that you unpack in this book, but you start off by saying this. And and tell me about that. 
So I just think that we're living in a time, Jan, of so much, um, so much nonsense. I mean, there's so much nonsense out there on social media and everyone is pretending to have this picture-perfect life and this picture-perfect family um, with these beautiful little children all lined up in a row in their beautiful homes and their beautiful whatever's, I don't know, relationships. I just feel that there's no room for, for authenticity. And, and if nobody's being honest, and authentic about their lives and about their struggles. Well, wow, that is really isolating. And you do feel really lonely. And why isn't my husband bringing me flowers every Friday afternoon? Like I saw hers on, on Instagram on her table. And why are my kids not smiling like that in every shot? And how does, how does she look so good? And and I just thought, let's just be honest. Like what, Like, I don't understand if we can just be honest about our struggles and honest about things. I mean, I don't really know how to be any other way. And sometimes that's to a fault and to my own fault. But I do surround myself with friends and people who are authentic and real. And we don't have a problem telling each other the bad day we had or what we actually screamed at our children at bath time that the neighbors actually heard. So, and if we say stuff like that, then actually when I scream at my children, I'll think, oh, actually, well, it's not as bad as what Amanda said. <laughs> Amanda, I hope you listen. So, sorry, man. Sorry, man. But yeah, like, so if we could just be honest about things, then yeah, let's feel supported and not and not feel like something's wrong with us. You know, even as a dating coach or as a matchmaker, I have stood at people's engagement parties and heard girls say, you know, with their diamond ring on their finger, oh, yeah, you know, we just knew. We just knew this was right. And I'm sitting there thinking, but I know that you gave him an ultimatum and that you said, if we are not engaged by Mauritius this December, I am out of here. Now, if she had just said, actually, I gave him an ultimatum that if we weren't engaged by Mauritius in December, I'm out of here. Then the next girl who has to give her boyfriend an ultimatum won't feel like such a loser. She'll feel like, oh, okay, yeah, this is normal. This is what we have to do to get men to marry us. <laughs> oh, my word. But now there's, there is a chapter, there, there's a, a whole chapter on, I mean, and this is that, managing expectations. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big one. That is absolutely huge. I think if we do manage our expectations, and I think just managing our expectations of the big things and the small things in life, you know, managing our expectations of what marriage actually is, of what relationships actually are, of what being a parent is. You know, if you have this idea that you think, you know, that a woman who's having a baby and those nine months of pregnancy and is, you know, envisioning these idyllic, beautiful family moments with her newborn and falling in love instantly with this little cutie patootie thing and you know suddenly has a baby and after a caesar and is feeling down or has you know postnatal depression or whatever it is and her dream doesn't come true and she's built up these expectations that are so unrealistic anyway and then those expectations are are not met um that feeling of devastation and loss and guilt and whatever it's just really yeah it's just really un, un, unmet expectations but if we can manage those expectations and actually just think I just want to have an average life actually I just want to be happy I just want to have a nice day I want to have a bubble bath <laughs> things that are doable things not not I mean although I can't get a bubble bath in today I can tell you right now without someone sticking their hands in it or their foot in it or the dog in it I don't know 
But so on days that you can, those are the things that you should be expecting. Those are the things you should be building up into your day and into your life because those things are doable and we can manage. Exactly. Now let's talk about the roast chicken. This is your first recipe in the book. I mean, there's no spoilers for the whole (laughs) roast chicken. Now I just want to say four boys and a husband. I have to ask, is the dog also a boy? The first dog that we had, listen, we got two dogs. Both of them we got in lockdown, as everybody else did. Our first dog is a girl. Yay! <laughs> Siri Shevel. And now we have Kobe, who's, our, who's a boy. He's a little Scotty who's a boy. Oh, cute. Okay. But now I have to ask, how many roast chickens are you cooking at a time? Because one, <laughs> surely. And as those no, ones, please God, grow. One doesn't even get started. No. One's, like, one's like what they can just walk past and grab a chicken leg like exactly. on the way to the to the TV. The one's not going to cut it at all. No, I, I, I would imagine not. Thankfully, my oldest has suddenly decided that he hates chicken and he, he gags every time he just looks at a chicken and he thinks he's allergic to chicken yes i have so, uh, what is that what is it with kids and and all of a sudden no we don't eat chicken i don't know what that is and <laughs> i have added to that not only we don't eat chicken but we don't eat a whole whole chicken it's got to be the pieces i'm not i don't know what that is it seems to be an ongoing struggle i don't know because chicken nuggets well what happened to chicken nuggets well, I just tell my children everything's a chicken nugget. They know they like chicken nuggets. So even if I buy like little hay nugget things from Woolies that I stick in the oven, I just tell them those are chicken nuggets. And they you're, eat them you're with tomato sauce. You're very lucky. Yours are still little. Uh, wait, they're growing no, up. Yeah, I can't, God, they're I can getting big. <laughs> okay, but but that, that no. is something that, that needs to be discussed. What happened to chicken nuggets? Um, I don't know who's out there listening, but could we please bring back kosher chicken nuggets? And um, that would be amazing. There you go. There you go. There's, a, um, there's yeah. an opening, guys, for somebody. Yeah. There's an opening in the market. There's, a, there's some huge opening in the market for that. We want our kosher chicken nuggets back, please. You're not listening to a food show. You're listening to people of the book. I'm talking to Casey Shevel. Yes, we're talking about chicken nuggets. I love it when you this is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. This is Janice Leibovitz, and I am talking today to Casey Shevel. We're talking about her book, Mom of Boys. It launches next week, well, on Sunday, and it'll be available. I suppose it's going to make a fantastic gift. And I think this is uh, the one to have. Everybody is going to want to get this one. And Casey is going to tell us shortly where it's going to be available. She's going to tell us as well where these launches are going to be. But throughout the book, I mean, I love the format of this book. It's quite different. And as we've already said, this book is not only if you are a mother of boys. It's for everyone, really. We've said it's for women predominantly, but I think the guys should read it too. But it is for everyone. It's uh, a lot about life. It's about, it is about being a mom, but there's lots about life. The quotes from her her kids are absolutely priceless. And um, there are some fabulous recipes in it. And I love how the chapters really seamlessly connect to the recipes are thrown in there. And really, that's life. You know, it all just seamlessly connects. And a lot of life really is about perceptions. It was a lot about about perception. And that's when I started to see that this really was part memoir about you. And you, you needed to get down on paper and about your life. Tell us about that chapter. Tell me about that. Yeah, so wow, you've chosen like the one chapter that's like the most heart-wrenching and difficult one for me. It is. I love the concept about it because 
that if, if anything's real, that that chapter is real. And, yeah, and so talk to me, talk to me about that because there's yeah. a, an amazing concept that comes out of that. Yeah. So skinny is about. I mean, it's um, wow. Yeah, it's my so. You can see it's a difficult one. It's a difficult, it's a difficult one, but one. I, I chose this one. one. Yes, I, I want to talk want, about it. I want to talk, talk about it because reason, I want people to understand that this book the reason really that, isn't just about yes. you being a mom, you being a yes. mom of boys. No. I want people to know this is about you and it's about life. Yes, yeah. So so basically Skinny Bitch is a, is a chapter about me. It's about my weight loss journey, about my journey in life as a an overweight baby who grew into a fat child and a fat teenager and an even fatter adult who struggled my entire life with my weight. Three years ago, I had gastric bypass surgery and I lost a fortune of weight. It's still a constant battle, to be honest. I still train every single day. I watch what I eat every single day. Just shifting the judgment of myself, of on myself, of how I look and other people's judgment and perception of me and how they actually relate to me now compared to before has just been quite an interesting journey. It's been an amazing journey, just even seeing people's reactions to me and my weight loss. And I've really realized how it has so little to do about me and everything to do about them. You know, the girl who I bumped into in the shops who looked at me and said, your husband must be so happy. That was a hard one. Wow. And I sort of stood back. And then I realized she's not talking about my husband. She's talking about her husband. This is her stuff. Everyone puts their stuff on you, you know. So that was her reaction. It's been quite, so that's been really, really interesting. And it's taken a lot of strength of character to understand that, that people's reaction to me has been, has been actually their own thing. And, um, and just to understand that actually, whether you've got 35 kilos to lose or three kilos to lose, people are actually all feeling that struggle in a massive, massive way. Absolutely. What I found interesting is that even before you had the surgery, you loved, you said you loved who you were. You loved yourself but you still hated how you looked and those were two you were able to separate the two I think that was a way to survive to be honest that I could separate my physical being to who I actually was my physical appearance to who I really was and not in to the extent that I didn't care about my body I still exercise I still try to eat well I'm the girl who would order the salad while everyone else is ordering pizza even though I'm still the fat girl sitting at the table and still love fashion and love beautiful things and beautiful clothes and looking nice but I hated how I looked and yeah I think it was just a matter of well okay that's how I look but this is who I am and I've worked so hard at who I am and I really do love who I am most of the time (laughs) (laughs) called me on a good day Janet (laughs) yay but today I love who I am and uh yeah um, and now it's just about trying to figure out, marry those two. And obviously nothing's perfect and no one's perfect and no one loves how they look and nobody loves everything about themselves. But um, just to feel, I think the, the freedom of not feeling other people's judgment is a big one for me. Um, not, not feeling judged by other people in terms of like being the fat girl and, oh, well, she probably doesn't gym and she probably just eats and she's probably just whatever. Whereas people have no idea what they're talking about. It's such a judgment. Um, and and, and also, but that's what I'm saying. It's all about perception and their judgment. That, oh, she probably doesn't care about herself. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. 
and it's their stuff. But what I loved that came out of that is, I mean, I do know other people who've had that surgery and who've gone through that, and they immediately place themselves in the position of being everyone else's guru. Whereas you have the strength to say that you are not ready to guide others in this journey because you're still on your own journey. And I love that. So that is a big thing for me. For anyone listening, please don't tell your daughter or your grandson or your nephew that, oh, Casey's had this and she can, I'm not that person. I don't want to be that person. There are many beautiful things that I'd like to be known as and many beautiful things that I'd love to help you with and guide you with. This is not one of them. It's not, not, not something that I want to do. This is my own private journey for my own private reasons. And although I have put it out there and I've, and I've been open and honest about it from the start, when people have asked me how I lose weight, I told them I have no problem telling anyone. It's not a secret, but I'm certainly not here to be, um, yeah, to be holding everyone's hand through and this and actually it, it was a very hard thing to do because I am a natural giver I'm a, just that's just something that comes naturally to me yeah. if I if something yeah. comes into my world that I can help someone of course I will help them and it's it was actually yeah it was really me being very strong in myself and saying actually this is one area I'm not going to be the poster child for gastric bypass surgery and I'm not going to be the, yeah exactly what you're saying the guru that's going to lead people through this that's just not going to be who I am and I think for you that in particular that takes huge strength so so well done for that and recognizing that thank you thanks amazing thank you for recognizing that (laughs) another biggie that you talk about and I loved what you called it is the invisible load and when I saw that the thought that went through my mind and you know we all you think in terms of oh if I saw this on social media I would respond because oh my word yes because yeah. we don't talk about that. We just, yes. it doesn't get spoken about. And for, if you're listening and, and you think, what, what is the invisible load? What, what does that mean? It's that, you know, as a woman and especially as a mom, and there's just so much to do, so much to remember, so much to think about, and just so much to do all the time. And I loved the way you dealt with that. And and when I read it, I'm like, oh my gosh, there really is so much. It's crazy. So so I think the invisible load, I think is something that, I mean, yeah, as as a woman, as a mom, something that everybody can relate to because there is so much on our plates. And the things that are on our plates that are actually weighing us down so hectically are not things that we can write down in a list. You can't tell your husband that you had a really hard day because you remembered to pack the ballet things in the blue bag and drop it off at whoever's house before the recital or whatever and that you remembered um you know to tell your children to brush their teeth and you put the right toothpaste on the right toothbrush because god forbid you should put the spider-man toothpaste on the yellow toothbrush whatever so and then you know, or you remember the way that he likes his sandwiches cut into squares and she likes them in circles and he doesn't like sandwiches at all. And (laughs) and please just don't give her the red cup. She only drinks out of the purple cup. So, you know, just please be specific and and get it right. And it's all of these little things. Have you picked up the dry cleaning? Have you, and that's, and I mean, I'm using very generalized things. This, This is besides for your usual work day and your job that you possibly do or your 
amazing career or your whatever you know besides for the general day-to-day lift schemes and running around and shopping and cooking and whatever it's all those millions of extra things that are that are bearing down on us and they take up space in our minds and they take up space in our life and we've got to actually if we say them out loud and we acknowledge them that these are all the things we're doing all day long and remembering to say and do and oh my gosh and here's speech and let's practice your r sound on the way to swimming and whatever these are things that bear down on us they exhaust us no wonder we finish by the end of the day <laughs> and, and then then like people think oh but you didn't do much today like what did you do you didn't really oh, do much oh you're just a mom are oh, you just with the kids oh you're just with the kids just yeah. just just which leads yeah. to the to the next thing and and for those who know me well for those who know me at all they'll know that this is a subject that is very very close to my heart because it's a oh, situation that i'm in which is the sandwich <laughs> generation Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is something that is big for me. Um, I actually started a Facebook group about this. The sandwich generation is huge for many of us, many, many of us. If you don't know what that is, those of us in the sandwich generation are people who have older parents or older family members that they are not necessarily taking care of, but might be in the the I don't know it's twilight phase of their life but they they're older and we are worrying about them or in some ways we do need to take care of them but yet we still have children living at home or maybe living away from home that we are still financially responsible for still looking after and we're the sandwich generation in the middle of those two groups and when you talk about um, invisible load I mean this is not even invisible. This is just a load. It's hectic. It weighs down on us and it's huge. It is huge. Yeah. So the sandwich generation, that's exactly it, is that we're bringing up our children. We, our parents are aging. It's, and sorry, mind I know you're listening to this. You're going to be devastated. But you're not as young as you used to be. You're still wonderful and we adore you. But yeah, you know, when we moved into our new home, and we're renovating a little bit and we decided let's put up a, a railing by the stairs over here because I think there should be a railing for our folks that they'd be able to come up and down. And everyone's over at us for a bra and the kids are like running around in their wet costumes and I'm freaking out because the floor's wet and I'm scared someone's going to fall and not the kids that I'm scared are going to fall. Yeah. Well, it is, but it's also, you but know. It's also... And- yeah. Also, the, you know, everybody else. And yeah, I suppose that's just that. And that's just, I remember my mom speaking about it. I remember hearing these words out of her mouth when she was, I was probably eavesdropping, you know, as a little girl on a phone call. And she was probably speaking to a friend of hers just the same, saying, she's, you know, sandwich generation. And that's where I heard these words. I'm telling you, she was speaking about her folks and the kids and the busy and the struggle and trying to just, you know, it's not even just looking after. It's more just about that care, that that care that you and have the worry. for your parents. And, and the worry. And the worry, exactly. And the worry, you know. And our parents would be loath to know that we're worrying about them. And that's the last thing that they want to hear and whatever. But that doesn't take it away. Doesn't take it away. And when they say, don't, you don't need to worry about me and don't worry about me and I mean I know I say to my mom and she doesn't live here she lives overseas and when she says don't worry about me you've got enough on your plate I'm like why do you even waste your energy telling me not to worry about you because I'm going to and 
that, that I'm always going to well, worry like she, about you. Yeah, it's like saying to her, you don't worry about me. Exactly. I mean, as a mom, she would never not, not worry exactly. about her. Who else is going to worry about her? <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, talking about, you know, I mean, we also did the whole thing, you know, putting up the railing by the stairs. And not to depress you or anyone else, but one step further than putting up the railing when you're thinking about when you move into your home and you put up the railing by the stairs is when they're no longer able to visit and they're not using that railing anymore. And unfortunately, oh. that's the position we're in. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so thank God if you've still got parents who are visiting and using the railing, you know, enjoy Absolutely. that and, you know, Absolutely. be grateful Absolutely. and just just enjoy that they're still there and enjoy that you're still worrying that the kids are running around and, you know, that, Absolutely. that the parents are there and, and you worry that they're slipping in the, the pool water <laughs> yeah. and all Absolutely. of that because, uh, you know, ages and stages. So um, you also have that beautiful, um, you know, that you keep saying, I'm not that mom. If you need this, I'm not that mom. But you know what? You are lots of, and many of us are not that mom. I'm, I'm also not that mom. I'm not the mom well, you, you phone for, you know, um, for the class schedule and the school calendar. Yeah. And I was never that mom. I also just yeah. never knew what was going on. But you know what? If we are not that mom, and if you're listening and you, you ha always have that feeling of inadequacy and you just think, oh, I'm just never going to measure up, and you're not that mom remind yourself you are lots of other type of mom and that's what you remind us of in this book uh, you need to read this book if you feel that way that you're not that mom and how am I gonna you need to read this book I'm telling Absolutely. you it's the biggest I feel like it's the biggest gift you can give to yourself you need to realize that so what let's just be average Let's get through our day. Average is wonderful. Let's just be average people living an average life with semi-happy children and everyone is healthy. And that's beautiful and perfect. And there's so much joy in that. And, you know, for the moms, and I mean, so many of my friends are those moms. Thank God I surround myself with brilliant women who have timetables and spreadsheets and packing lists and whatever. And I reach out to them and they need to help me because I will drop off a home-baked something at their house and they can give me the list of what to pack for the, I don't know, Shabbaton. And, um, and just reach out to the people. So the people who can do it, I mean, I always laugh with my friends that I'm, there's a few of the moms that like, we sit at the back of the class, you know, I'll sit at the back of the class. I don't remember, oh gosh, there's PE today, there's PE tomorrow, there's a tournament, whatever, there's a, I don't know, we've got in our Stepford on today. I thought it was actually yesterday. You know, I'm, I'm not on top of those things. It's not, my, it's not my strong suit and I'm totally fine with it. Let somebody else be great at it. My child slipped at shoulder either, uh, on Purim and he cut his foot and whatever. And I knew, I knew exactly who to go to who would have a plaster for my child. It wasn't in my bag, but I knew two moms. I went straight up to those two girls and both of them had, one even had burn shield, can I just say, in her wow. bag. Was, I know. But I know, you know, we've got amazing women around us. So Absolutely. I'm use my resources and they can use me for what I'm good at. And let's help each other, guys. <laughs> I agree 100%. And after the show, I will be giving you my address so you can drop off a home bag something at oh, my house. Because I'm not that mom. Pleasure. I am not that mom, but I'm another kind of mom. So, but that's okay. Yes, 100%. That is 100%. okay. Let's just all embrace our strengths and work with what we've got. We've got, got, we've got so many God-given gifts and talents. And um, 
you know, to the girl who's who can put on a string of pearls and rock a pair of heels every day at work. I mean, all of you, I think you're flipping amazing. I fully to those agree. of us who aren't doing that, those of us who are in our active way, where 24-7, you know, or the girl who's running like 10Ks every morning and then slugging back a shot of wheatgrass. I mean, all of you, that's amazing. 100%. We, all, we need to other. celebrate each other. We need to celebrate each other. I am Janice Leibovitz. You're listening to People of the Book. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. You are listening to People of the Book. I'm Janice Leibovitz and my guest today is Casey Shevel, author of the book Mom of Boys, which is about to be released. It's launching next week. And Casey, what I love about this book, also you have global reach with this book and I can just imagine this is going to be sent all around the world. Your glossary at the back is fantastic. It's amazing because I know a lot of books that are written by local authors and local authors who've written more than one book, who use a lot of local language, local colloquialisms, local slang. They don't even put glossaries in their book. You have done a fabulous glossary in your book, even including what pick and pay is and, and where it is. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, that was, I think that was my idea. My idea was this book is it's, it's not a South African book. I want it to be able to be read anywhere by anyone all over the world. Janice, I mean, I'm going on Oprah. Like that's where I'm headed, babe. So I'm just telling you, I needed to think, can Oprah understand this? Does she know what Willie's is? You know, I had to make sure Willie's was in the glossary. Otherwise, what's Oprah going to do? No, 100%. It makes a fantastic gift. It's going to be, I'm telling you, this is the gift to give. And I I don't, I I was thinking to myself, this is a fantastic gift for someone who's getting married. And it's a fantastic kitchen kitchen tea gift. But I don't know if that would scare people off marriage. But I don't know. You know, I'll just leave that there. I'll just leave that there. But tell us for now, you are launching this book next week. Tell us briefly, where are these launches happening? Okay, so my first law, the very first launch is on the 3rd of April on Sunday, which is at the Torah Academy. Torah Academy are hosting it at somebody's home. You can follow me on social media at Casey, Casey Garbashevel and have a look um, at the actual adverts where the addresses are and the times, etc. That'll be on Sunday. On Monday, we are doing a launch for the base. That's going to be in Glen Hazel, also Monday morning. Okay, um, can I just say, that is, that is with our own fabulous Howard Feldman. Yeah, Howard Feldman's going to be in conversation with me in my friend's kitchen. We're going to sit around and shoot the breeze. I don't know what he's going to ask me. I'm a, you know, that should be really, really fun. I'm excited about that. A lot of fun. Yeah, we just sort of wanted to make it just, just casual and sitting around the kitchen table uh, with, you know, a hundred or so women or men, actually, whoever wants to come just in attendance to come and have a listen and a bit of a giggle and something delicious to eat. From there, we're going to be doing a drive-by book sale. So we're going to have tables outside in the driveway. People can drive down Mijon Street and we'll be able to pick up a book because there's only obviously a, a limited capacity for that one. Tuesday morning, we are we are launching at Santon Shore at Santon Shaw itself at quarter past eight. So anyone on Santon side, morning side, all the King David Santon moms and Minnie Burson moms, I hope that you're going to support and be there. My Santon Sana family, I hope you guys will be there. Um, that's on Tuesday morning. On Wednesday morning, I'm going to be at Yeshiva College and Mizrahi 
Um, I think they're doing it together with Emuna as well. So oh, we'd lovely. love to see all of you there um, chatting um, to the high school girls and, the, and all the ladies in those communities, which is very exciting as well. And then Thursday lunchtime is going to be a launch at uh, King David Linksfield for their high school students, for the moms, for the moms all the way through from nursery school to high school and anyone else who actually would like to attend. Linksfield Shaw are also joining up with us. So yeah, lots of gorgeous women wow. and gorgeous programs and things happening and Oh, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Actually. You have got a hectic week coming up. And I happen to know yeah. that um, Cape Town are also looking yeah. to find out when you are going to be launching down there. So you had better start packing yeah. your bags. So please, God, yeah, Cape Town's for sure. I mean, that's got to happen, obviously. <laughs> Even if one person comes to my launch, I'll go there and deliver their book and then I'll have a cocktail <laughs> and come home. I think so. Definitely going to be more than one person at the Cape Town launch. So, you don't have yeah, to worry. so Cape Town's definitely on the cards and already people are calling, thank God, from everywhere, all over the world. And so it's getting exciting. Please, God. How much is the book going to be? The book is 450 rand. It's quite a big book, actually. It's a it's about 320 pages and it's full color. Every page is designed. I spent a very lot of time and money on designing this book. I wanted it to be absolutely beautiful and worked with incredible designers. My friend Lawrence Hoyt from Mama Creative helped me um, together with, with his uh, uh, one of his a designer's Radhika, who's been amazing as well. And we've worked really beautifully and closely together to get something that's very, very unique, very, very special. And I haven't seen anything like it out there, I must be honest. Well, neither have I. And I have to say, it, it is. Like I said, it's stunning. It's, it is unique, like you say. I, I think that the, the images that you've used, the pics mixed with the quotes and the from your boys and the quotes that you've used mixed with the chapters. And it's, it's just, it is, it's a stunning, stunning book. And I, as I say, and I'm not preempting, I'm not, there's no spoilers here, but I think people are going to love it. And I yeah. think, as I said, it's a fabulous gift. And I think this is going to be the one to have, especially with Pesach coming up. And absolutely. this is going to be the one to get. I also, well, absolutely. I want, I want every woman to kind of have it in her car when she's on her way somewhere or she has five minutes. The chapters are short. They're two to three pages a, a chapter. You could literally just, while you're waiting for your soccer lift, just give yourself like a few minutes. Nobody's got time for like long-winded anything. Choose a chapter that speaks to you that could get, maybe set you up for that day. And... Maybe choose one recipe and that week you can make that recipe. But the recipes that are in there, guys, you're going to use again and you're going to come back to them again and again. They're like, I try to choose my staple recipes of things that I do all the time. My salad dressings that are always in my fridge. There's always one of them. And you can make them and keep them in the fridge forever um, until the next time you decide to make them. My spaghetti bolognese recipe, which is like your staple recipe that you always need in your life. And, and the chicken soup. And the chicken soup. Yeah. Oh, that's it. okay. The chicken soup is another story on its own. I feel like that we could do a whole show on chicken soup. We'll have, we'll have to schedule another time to talk about that. It's just too close to our, our hearts as a Jewish people. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm saying it's beautiful. It's colorful. And I think I, I'm just imagining people making it even more colorful by sticking their post-it notes on it. By marking all oh, their favorite recipes, their favorite quotes, yeah, whatever. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna take off. Really, Casey, thank yeah, you so, so much for your time thank this you, morning. Jen. I've loved 
chatting to you best of luck and myself with this amazing book thank you i really thank you, think thank this you. is thanks for the opportunity it's such a pleasure this is going to be a huge huge hit casey shevel mom of boys thank you so much thanks Jan. god bless and to you too this has been janice Liebowitz, people of the book and like I always tell you, um, take care of yourself, take care of each other, wear a mask. Are we still wearing masks? Do you, I'm not even sure. I don't know where we're at. I don't know what's happening. I'm not really sure. I don't know. You, you do you as long as you read a book. <laughs> <laughs>